Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. Um, this episode, we got a lot. We get into the rules of cricket trivia. We get into, our obviously, our fictitious money and new bets. Uh, the first trade of the season, is it a good trade for the Knicks to take Derrick Rose? Uh, we get, is the East as good as the West, or is it still the JV League? Uh, we get into so much. Uh, listen in and enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing great, man. How are you? Good. Did you get a chance to watch the Super Bowl? I'm assuming you did. Yeah, you know I did. And uh, hey, hats off to the to the Bucks, man. They they dominated that game, so there was no doubt in my mind who the champs were, and uh, their defense came to play, holding the Chiefs down to so few points. Oh my God, that was crazy. Did you hear something like Mahomes ran like? Five under 500 yards behind a line of scrimmage and just trying to get away from fucking tackling. I believe <laughs> it. It felt like every play he was running for his life. And, uh, I mean, you got to give credit, though, to that defensive line for the Bucks. They were just outstanding. And, yeah, he's running in circles. It was like three or four plays, I swear, he ran like – did like a 720 around and around and then finally just chucked it up. And, yeah, it was uh, that was pretty wild. Yeah, it was a, especially that one where he's like horizontal and he's like, yeah, that was that. And you know, basically, he threw two perfect passes that could have been game changers. One was in the end zone and it bounced off the guy's helmet right off his face mask. I'm like, come on, in the Super Bowl, you gotta, gotta make plays like that. But that's what kind of separates yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady and his seven championships, right? Well, did you, I'm assuming you didn't make any <clears throat> bets on the Super Bowl, did you? I mean, you know, we're not really going to talk about some of the losing prop bets and things like that. So we're just going to keep it positive. Did you see the prop bet about the guy that went uh, that went uh, streaking? No. What was the bet on that? So he saw the odds were like six fifty plus six fifty or seven fifty for somebody you know sneaking onto the field or streaking. So he put like something like twenty. I don't know, a stupid amount of money on it, and. Him and his friend, one of like the guy, his friend jumps onto the field to distract, and he runs onto the field, knowing the fine for it was only a thousand dollar bail fee. That's so, it. So he won the bet and won something like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars or some shit like that, and or no, it was two hundred and fifty something thousand dollars. And so basically, all you had to do was just pay a thousand dollars and he won seven whatever oh my god talk about working the system oh man <laughs> i don't know how factual that is but hey if that dude did it good for him <laughs> yeah if it's true and they had actually a line on that i've never seen a prop on if somebody runs onto the stadium and i've seen a lot of props before right. so <laughs> that's kind of cool uh well be, well he won a lot of money you want a little money and i want no money so. that's right uh, you went from 10,500 to 10,600. I went from 10,400 to 10,100. I lost all, all the games. I, I didn't win a single thing. So I mean, that's, that's to be expected. Yeah. You know, I was just out of the game. I lost, I lost in everything with you. So I'm going to just take that as like a long week. Yes. You're throwing me off. We're, we're switching the days out of the week and I'm just getting confused <laughs> on. <laughs> okay, so we got. 
We're doing a basketball podcast. Right, right. Just so right. you know what we're doing. Okay. Right. Okay, here we go. We have three games. We've got New Orleans versus the Bulls tomorrow night. Um, I, I did find the spread on that. Uh, New Orleans is favored by three. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Pelicans. I'm going to wager 200. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about Lonzo, uh, you know, not playing up to standard right now and potential trade talks, which we can get into a little bit later. But, uh, you know, I like the rest of their team right now. They're, they're playing pretty well. So, uh, I'm going to say $200 for them. Well, you know, I'm not going to pick the Bulls for anything. So <laughs> I'm going to take a, and they're actually playing tonight and they're, I think they're with, they beat the Houston Rockets right now. Yeah, they're playing right now. So back to back might be a little tough, but I I still think they uh, they're young enough that shouldn't bother them too much. Yeah, I I, I don't think that's going to affect them very much. So I'm going to pick them <clears> for a hundred. Uh, the next one I have is Friday night Milwaukee versus Utah. So basically, Ooh. that's that's going to be a really good matchup because uh, Milwaukee's sixteen and eight, Utah's nineteen and five, homie nineteen yep. and five. They're the best, number one in the West. Yeah. That's crazy. Where's it at? It's in Utah. Okay, and then I don't know the line, but it's we probably pretty, it's probably pretty even. I'm guessing, right? Uh, you know, I'm going to take Utah. I'm going to say for for a hundred on that one. They are playing so well right now. I mean, the team chemistry, what they're what they're doing, uh, sharing the ball. Um, you know, you got Donovan playing great, and then uh, you know, big big man in the middle, Gobert. He's uh, he's playing solid uh you know on the rim so i think they're gonna i think they're gonna beat the bucks probably not by not by a lot i don't think it's gonna be a blowout but man the jazz are so hot right now playing great so i'm gonna go with them for 100 they're so hot right now hans that's right hans (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you picked up on that (laughs) of course baby um so uh, they're they're without Conley, and I know you're not a huge fan of Conley, but he does help them <clears> quite a bit. Even though they're they have a four game winning streak, and Milwaukee has a five game, so I'm gonna pick Milwaukee, and I'm gonna go two hundred on that one. Um, I, I'm pretty confident in Milwaukee. So okay, uh, and then Saturday's another good one, Brooklyn at Golden State. Wow. So here's two teams, I don't want to say going in different directions, but the Nets are all over the place right now. I don't know if Durant's going to be back or if you have any insider information on that, but uh, depending on what the line is going to be, it's at Golden State. Just because I like watching Curry and, and Golden State, um, I'm going to pick them. I'm going to go against Brooklyn and uh, and just take it for 100. I'm not too confident in that because – Something tells me Brooklyn is going to win, but I still want to bet against them. So I'm going to yeah. say Golden State for 100. From what I think I heard, uh, he's supposed to come back Friday. So, yeah, he's going to play Saturday. Um, uh, but it's just they're all over the place. Like, how – okay, I know you're going to make fun of me for the Lakers barely beating Detroit the second time around. But they beat Detroit. Brooklyn just lost to Detroit. Yeah, tonight, I think it was 122-111 or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, 122-111. That's like, I mean, whether you have KD or not, you have two fucking, you know, top 10 players, you should win. You should but win. we we did mention this a, a couple weeks back, right? They are so thin, uh, you know, the rest of the team where, I mean, truly, what are you what are you doing? If one of the big three goes down, what are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, so. I, 
because uh, I think KD is coming back. I'm going to put 100 on Brooklyn. I think it's going to be a good game. I think Steph is going to have to fucking ball out. <laughs> Which he has definitely been doing. But, you know, it gets to the point. Yeah, I mean, if Brooklyn goes with one of those guys and goes down for, for a couple weeks, I mean, I hope nobody gets injured. But if there's something beyond the, uh, you know, the tracing or, or stuff like that or, or COVID, um, and somebody actually tweaks an ankle for a couple weeks or, you know, something that they're out for a significant period of time, that's really going to impact them unless they get a guy in the, you know, in the trade upcoming. But they really, I mean, yeah, it's got to be some sort of a buyout for them to get a player. It's, they don't have any assets to trade for anybody. Right. And I mean, you you have nobody at this point. So, um, all right, moving. Oh, let's move to golden state. Did you see, uh, Draymond Green's half court shot to try to win last night or was the night before? No, I did not see that, but uh, I doesn't surprise me. He he will try anything to get his team to win. So he was they were running inbound play from the sideline for like with eight seconds left. They inbounded to Draymond, and he like I think I guess he was trying to get contact. He was shooting from like face four feet in front of the half court line, trying to get contact and chucks it up, misses it, and Steph was just like shaking his head, just walking away. It's like. Why the fuck would you not just give it to Steph and set a screen or something for him? Like, he's the guy that's going to make that, not you. <laughs> I mean, at that point in the game, the ball should not be inbounded to anybody other than Steph. I don't care. You, you run three screens for him, go into the backcourt with eight seconds to go. He can catch it anywhere on the court he wants and still have time to get there. Exactly. And then his, his after post-game response was like, well, you know, it was it would have been a smart play if it ha- went right, but it's a stupid play because it went wrong. It's like, it was a stupid play from the beginning. You should have had the fucking ball to shoot it. Yeah, you shoot like twenty percent from three point line. You just shouldn't shoot anything from outside the key. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know what happened. I didn't see it, but uh, I can imagine there was some sort of mistake on um, on the play they were running, or, or some sort of confusion. Yeah, it was just it was. Draymond uh, just is frustrating. Like we talked about last episode too. But let's move on to the first major trade of the season. And it's weird to say this in 2021, Derek Rose is a, a major trade commodity. Wow. <laughs> to the New York Knicks, huh? For a bag of peanuts, basically. I mean, you're getting um, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who as of a week ago was playing the G League because he wasn't getting any run on the court. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Uh... I have no idea what uh, what they're trying to do. If literally they're just trying to cut all salary possible. Um, but like, you have a bunch of young guards. You should be playing your young guards. Like, this season, you are... What's the record? They're 11 and 15, and they lost again tonight. So 11 and 16. Maybe you should be playing your young guys and seeing what you have in the future. Well, maybe they think that he's, I mean, that he still has some run in him for the next three or four years, and he could be that veteran guy to, to bring him along. I mean, he, he's playing well, so maybe uh, maybe that's what they're trying to do. I mean, who is he, who's he going to take minutes from right now? They have, I actually have the roster up. Uh, well, they Knox, they have, uh, what's his name, Quickly? Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, quickly only played 21 minutes. D-Rose played 20 minutes. Um, they can play Burke, Burks. They, I mean, they can play Rivers. They have guards that are younger than Derrick Rose, and you, I mean, you, 
Barrett only played 27 minutes. Like you sh- he should be playing 35, 40 minutes. Like let them just go. They're 20-year-old kids. Yeah, well, you got to remember too though, man. I mean, in a in a full season though, you can't just dump 40 minutes on them for for 80 for 80 games. You're 20 um, years old, homie. You, I, no, I trust we me. Stopped, hey, we played basketball seven games in a row, and we still weren't tired. I, I totally get it, but the NBA is all about the money. I mean, you overdo it for these guys, and somebody gets injured because they're overplaying minutes and stuff. I mean, they try to they try to baby them and bring them along so slowly these days. You see yeah, how it that's is. Not, that's not Thibodeau's way. Thibodeau like burnt out all his players. He burnt out. Uh, D rose to the point where he got destroyed and injured. He did that to uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Joe No Noel. Uh, what's his name? What's the dude's name? Joaquin Noah. Uh, yeah, Joe, yeah, exactly. Like him, and then um, I mean, he's done it to a bunch of players over the, over his career of coaching. Well, maybe maybe he's a uh, you know turning over a new leaf, and maybe know, maybe he's learning. But uh, I mean, hey, it's good. Whatever, good for the Knicks. They at least. Getting some players. I mean, hey, when's the last time? A few weeks into the uh, into the season, you're still talking about the Knicks. Yeah, but then, like, what is Detroit doing on that end? Like, I mean, you're already in last place. Are you literally like you have six wins uh, and you're tied for? I guess the worst record. You're just trying to confirm you get the worst record. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can we can we talk about uh, the tanking that the 76ers did for so many years? Yeah, but that they've changed the way the draft works now. You, I mean, the last couple of years, the dra- you if you have the worst record, you don't get the best first pick. Not necessarily, but I mean, you still have a great shot at it. But I get it, not necessarily. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're just truly trying to go in a different direction. I don't know who the backup point guard was for the Pistons, but if you can look, maybe they're trying to do exactly what you talked about. Maybe they're trying to get him some run. Maybe they're trying to just truly start from scratch and. Uh, you know, and have these young guys. So I have no idea what they're doing in uh, in Detroit. But uh, I honestly can't tell you one guy on this roster that I know of, except for Svi, because he played on the Lakers, and Lakers traded him to Detroit. And he's a shooting guard; he's not a yeah. point guard. Saban Lee, I don't know who he is. He played at Vanderbilt. Uh, another point guard is Frank Jackson. Duke, you might know him. Duke, yep. Um, another guard they have is Delon Wright and from Utah, right? Yeah, and Rodney McGrew, who we spoke about last. last Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Where do you go to college? Um, damn. Uh, let's just say like Alabama. You're actually not far. Kansas State. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, okay, let's move on from the yep. shitty teams in the East um, and get into – here's a question I got for you. Okay. The new approach before the season started was the East is, if not as good, better than the West. Agree or disagree about, what, a third of the season in? I'm not gonna already switched over and and start crowning the East the better uh, the better of the two yet. I mean, it definitely is coming towards the middle a little bit more. Uh, you, you still really have some strong teams up top, you know, in that West. And I think um, we, we start to look at the West as oh, the bottom 
the bottom uh, half of the playoff, you know, five through eight, they're they're not as strong. But I I will disagree with that a little bit. I think they just beat up on each other a little bit, so it doesn't look like they're great. But you know, you look at the teams five through eight right now; those are those are solid teams of the West still. Like they truly are. I I I still to this day think the East, even the top teams can't compete with the West. Like the best record in the East is 17 and seven. Lake, there's three teams that have better records than that. And if you go down, okay. To be, if you're 500 in the East, you're a fifth seed. Yeah. Think about that shit. If you're a 500 in the West, you're a 10th seed. Yeah, no, I mean, look, so let's just, just match them up right now uh, on what you're saying. So if you're the six versus six on, on both sides, you have the Hornets versus the Blazers. I'm taking, I'm taking Dame and his team over, oh, over, yes. uh, yep. oh, right? I'm taking them. Okay, you got the seven seed, you got the Hawks versus the Kings. All right, that might be a little bit, I may have to swim with that. I would the, to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there would be some scoring in that game, wouldn't there? <laughs> and then you got the eight seed, you got the, the Raptors and the Nuggets. I mean, You'd have to be a fool to count out the Nuggets right now. To be honest with you, right, they're right. they are they are still a squad to be uh, to be messed with, and I think by the end of the season they will be a a four or five seat or a four or five matchup somewhere, and uh, they're going to get fits. So right. um, I still think the West is the is the conference to beat. Yeah, it's just it's I mean like the ninth, tenth, eleventh seat is Houston Rockets, who just I mean they've lost three in a row, but they were on a six game winning streak, so. Um, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know where these analysts are getting this info from that the East is catching up. The top seeds aren't even like if you go, okay, Utah versus 76ers. I, right, you, you can say, I actually, I would love to see that matchup. Yeah. If you want to say Lakers versus Milwaukee, I would pick the Lakers and I would love to see that matchup. The Clippers, Boston, I would love to see that matchup. Phoenix Suns versus Brooklyn Nets. I mean, if this is why they need to go into a one through sixteen playoff. I was season. just about to say that. Can you <laughs> can you imagine when we get to like the quarterfinals and then the semis and then you get the championship round? I mean, these the matchups you're just talking about right now would be so much fun. Oh my god! If it got to that point and it was like. You know, you got the Suns versus the Sixers in one of the quarters, and then you got, right. uh, you know, the Jazz and the Nets. I mean, for God's sakes, these uh, these rounds would be so entertaining when you get to that second round. And forget some of the sweeps, man. You would be getting some serious matchups. And especially, I, I feel like, especially in this environment where they could pr- potentially just make a bubble for the playoffs, you know? So the travel wouldn't be an issue. You know, they always say about the East Coast, West Coast travel is intense if you play best of seven series. But if you're just playing in a bubble like they did for the, uh, you know, last season's finals, it would make so much sense to just go one through 16. And you get rid of like potentially the Knicks making the playoffs when, you know, Golden State has a better record or Denver has a better record or Memphis or Houston have better records. Like Dallas right now has a better record or has the same record as New York. But if you saw them in the playoffs, you'd still pick Dallas over New York in a heartbeat, right? Yeah, I definitely would. So it's just, I don't know. I, I, I can get into a huge rant on just a full episode of this shit. But. Yeah, but it's fun to but it's fun to actually see some of the teams in the East 
actually irrelevant right now. I mean, let's just look at the Hornets. They're the sixth seed. Right. Will they end up there? Who knows? But it's fun to think and say, holy crap, come playoff time, they're going to be a sixth seed? Like, that's incredible. Right. Like, yeah, that's really cool to see. I mean, you may have the Hawks back in the playoffs again. You're going to have the Hornets in the playoffs again. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Okay, speaking of Charlotte, is LaMelo a Rookie of the Year candidate, or like the candidate right now? Absolutely. There's nobody competing against him, right? Um, I mean, the number one guy out of Minnesota, I mean, I think he's playing decent, but nobody is making that splash like uh, like LaMelo is. So, I, yeah, it's his to lose if yeah. he continues to play and uh, it doesn't get hurt and just gets minutes and uh, will continue to kind of yeah. – stuff the stat sheet um yeah i think he'll win it for sure he's he's super fun to watch uh with that core unit uh what's the guy's name bridges man those guys have a nice little connection with some alley-oops and things going right now so uh yeah i definitely think so and if nothing else you know what people are actually paying attention to charlotte when was the last time we talked about charlotte in like a positive manner yeah it's been a minute right yeah well and that and that's kind of funny you mentioned that because when they say, oh, take the best player available uh, in the draft. Okay, the guy from Minnesota, was he the best player? Maybe. Maybe the most ready at that moment. But who's who's talking about them, right? Right, exactly. exactly. I mean, if the roles switched right now and LaMelo was on the, the T-Wolves with Kat and D'Angelo Russell, would they be, would they be in the playoffs right now? Uh, I think they'd be... They be than they have right now, uh, which is dead last. Absolutely, yeah. they'd have a better record. So yeah. you know, it's kind of funny. You know, that he's I, I maybe growing up in uh, the limelight a little bit. Uh, when he stepped on the stage, it wasn't too big, and he's you know he's showing that he belongs for sure. And you know, the the biggest thing about him was his shooting, and he just fucking made seven threes in one game. So yeah, uh, I mean, God, you put in the time, and maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll pay off. So speaking of. Uh, Yes. Yeah, so speaking of uh, the Ball Brothers, so question: um, They talked about some potential trades right now, and okay. one of the one of the topics was Ball being uh, being traded to the Warriors for Kelly Oubre, straight up because their salaries kind of match and uh, and so forth. What do you think about that? Hell no. Hell no. If you're who? For Golden State. Why? Because Oubre does. Oubre is a small. Forward, whereas uh, Lonzo's a point guard and he can't shoot. And what they're missing, is, homeboy just scored like forty-seven points a couple of days ago. Who Uber? Uber, yeah. Oh come Uber, on, like, man! Come on, man! He got, hey, he got hot one game. Have you been seeing yeah. his? He's shooting like thirty percent from the field and the three-point line this year. No, I, look, homie, I, I'm not doubting he's inconsistent, but. So is Ball. <laughs> and you're giving up on uh, – he's going to be a free agent. So you're basically going to be giving him away at the end of the year because he's not going to – he's going to want big bucks and Golden State doesn't have big bucks to give him. Who's going to want big bucks? Lonzo? Lonzo. Uh, we'll see. Right? We'll see. Maybe he, find, maybe he finds a home being a passer, which everybody's talked about him being a pass – kind of a pass-first guy and a little bit reluctant to shoot. Who better the, to pass to than Clay and Steph? Yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, if you're, so if, you're you're true, hey, if you're a true point guard, why the hell would you not want to play with Steph and Clay, who l- love to run off of screens, 
and get open and do that. Lonzo is athletic enough where he can drive. Once somebody collapses, you kick it up to one of those guys. Yeah, but you have. What do you mean, two guys, guys that can't shoot? Can't shoot. Uh, you have Green and Lonzo Ball that can't shoot. Ah, uh, that's okay. You have Lonzo Ball. You have Lonzo Ball and Draymond um, uh, Green that can't shoot. Yeah, but Draymond's but Draymond's not chucking it up. He's starting to realize if you're watching his field goal attempts, they're going down significantly. He's understanding his role is, you know, four or five shots, maybe maybe a couple more a game, and just doing all the dirty work. He's, you know, he's fine with that right now. So. Yeah, no, I, I know he's fine with it, but like I said, if people, you know, you have two guys that can be left wide open on that team now. You have Lonzo and Green that can be left open at the three point line, right? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not talking about for this year because Uber obviously brings a little more scoring threat. But I'm saying, if when Clay comes back, um, why not? Why not if you're the Warriors? Yeah. Look, I mean, Golden State is the ninth seed right now. And I feel like they're getting into a nice little rhythm. I mean, they'll lose here and there, but they got a nice little flow. They understand that everything's got to go through Steph. And, yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I, it's an interesting. It's an interesting trade, though. Like, I, if they did it, it would be like because I don't know. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't do it, but it sounds like you would for sure do it. No, I just I think it's interesting to to potentially think if if Ball isn't. You know, shining, uh, you know, in New Orleans the way they'd hoped. Um, gosh, what a, what a great spot if you're a point guard. I could just imagine, you know, being a point guard and wanting to pass the guys that are going to yeah. drain threes and drain shots. That definitely helps yeah. your assist yeah. no, right. to right. turnover it's, ratio. It's, and it's uh, something he would like to do. I just don't know if a Golden State would want that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. But it's just been, that's been kind of talks right now because Ubre. Uh, as a free agent as well, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. see. And you got to remember, Uber he plays what small forward, and Clay when he comes back, that's his position. So, uh, or, or excuse me, no, you, no, you got Wiggins also. Excuse me, yeah, that's yeah, playing yeah, a small yeah, forward. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you can. I would do Wiggins for Lonzo. No, no way. The Warriors would not do that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? Why? Absolutely not. I think they have a great. Third score in Wiggins when he does not have to be a primary score. If you have Clay and Steph, and then you have Wiseman down below, I really think that Wiggins is going to flourish next year in that offense. He's doing he's doing well right now, but I think he's going to have a really really nice season next year, being very efficient. Wow, I think you're the only person left on the Wiggins bandwagon. No, I just I just do. I I think next year when you get them back, so. Mark it down now. Put a little pin in this uh, in this podcast and pull it out next year when you see him have a good year. Okay. I will February 9th, two thousand twenty. <laughs> we, we will pull up the stat line for Wiggins. <laughs> Sounds good. Speaking of another fun trade potential, okay. right? So tell me if you think this is way too much or not. So apparently the Rockets are requesting a first rounder for PJ Tucker or three second rounders for PJ Tucker. I think that I think that's adequate for PJ. One first round pick, I would do that. You would right now, since if, he, if you he's a like, free agent at the end of the year, right? That's fine. I okay. Mean, if you have a if you have a contending team like Milwaukee, why wouldn't you? Your draft yeah. picks don't mean anything to you for the next couple of years, you know. If if you're Brooklyn, you for sure try to get him. Well, you got to remember too. Houston, I don't think is going to just take a a first rounder if it's a late, late first rounder. Uh, yeah, maybe they, maybe they would because they're trying to 
stockpile. They already have a bunch of first rounders from the from the Harden trade. So um, even if they added another twenty fifth pick or whatever it is, they're going to package well, all those deals together, anyways. Let me ask you this: Would you want him on your team? On yeah, Dallas? absolutely. You would give up a first round pick? Uh, God, depending on how this season's going right now, I don't know where that first round pick's going to be. Though. That's the problem. All right, let me ask you this: Just now that we're throwing out, would you do? Porzingis for uh, for Tucker and say Cousins. No, nope. Because no. I think no. Because I think Porzingis has a a bigger ceiling right now and a bigger future than those other two guys. When is he on the court for you to see his ceiling? I'm just saying. I think he has a a, a higher ceiling right now, and I wouldn't give up on him this early. Uh, the team that's the team that's going to try to get PJ Tucker. Uh, is somebody like you mentioned that's right on the cusp of winning a championship? The right. Mavericks, the Mavericks are not, so I think that would be a uh, a poor decision if they tried to acquire him. Now, don't get me wrong; that's what they need. You know, right. uh, a three and D guy. They definitely need some defense on the on the Mavs, but uh, just to rent him for the rest of the season, when all honesty, they're not you know making a uh, a championship run this year. So I don't think that's right. a wise move. Yeah, I mean, you know, he'd fit really well with Utah as well. Yeah. If they yep. went small ball and took uh, Gobert off and just put him in and, like, you know, ran, I don't know who their backup center is for them, but you run, or you know, like a power forward center and just run him a power forward and then you just do what, you know, Utah was do. Or yeah, was doing. or how, how about them or, uh, or the Nuggets since they lost Jeremy Grant, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a great, and that's what everybody was talking about. How Jimmy Grant, man, when he left, Denver took a step back. If you add somebody like PJ Tucker to that mix, oh man, look out! And can we talk about how Jimmy Grant bet on himself? Who did he ever? Fucking like he is ball. Like they suck, but he's balling out. Yeah, well, he's he's getting the shots that he needs right now to average. Uh, you know, to average a good amount every single night. But yes, he is he's playing very well and uh man, good for him. Good yeah. for him. He came up at the right time in the playoffs and and showed what he is worth and uh and truly just just made it. So good for him. And you know uh, I, did we talk about how what happened to Blake Griffin? Oh man, Hollywood, Kardashian, no, like Jenner's, whatever they did did I tell you, did I read you that stat line about him? No. In like something like he had had like 300 and some dunks in his career, right? Up to like two weeks ago, he hadn't dunked this season. No way. Yeah. Like it's fucking incredible to think that that man who's like the highlight reel, reel every night hasn't dunked once this season. All right. Well. Go back, uh, go back a couple weeks. We talked about Vince, right, changing his role and becoming a great, you know, I don't want to say great, but becoming a efficient three point shooter and understanding right. that he cannot just be jumping over everybody. Blake right. hasn't, Blake hasn't made that uh, that transition yet. Sure, he's shooting more threes, but um, he has not turned into that type of player yet. Where teams are viewing him as a um, get on the perimeter and start chucking up some threes every night. It's crazy to me to like think that like he went from being you know dunking on everybody every other night to not having, not even being like a good player on the court. He's uh, 
I think the worst two contracts you could have are him and Westbrook. Yeah, and yeah, those are those are two pretty pretty bad contracts. Hey, by the way, bad contracts. Are the Lakers still playing or paying Luol yeah. Deng? So I think they got one more season on it, on the books with him. And and Timothy Mozgov? No, 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 Tiffany Mozgov because they <laughs> Wait, hold on. Did you just call him Tiffany? Oh yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Come Timothy? on, man. Hey, Timothy. hey, he played for your Lakers. You cannot disrespect him like that, okay? Hey, he played so bad. <laughs> I might as well call him Tiffany. <laughs> uh, that was the worst off season when they signed Luol Deng and yeah. Mozgov for like mega contracts. Like, and, like it was cow. like it was like the blockbuster trade or signings for them. Like, yeah, we signed this guy and this guy right at like midnight, and everyone's like, "Uh, why?" Oh man, I know it was wild. It was, that, it was. that was wild. So I got, I got, I got one more fun question okay. for you here. Okay. If you're ready, um, comeback player of the year: Kevin Durant or Steph Curry? Steph. Steph. Yeah. Okay, tell me why. He's staying on the court long. He's staying on the courts and carrying a team. Okay. You? Who would you say? I absolutely agree. I just wanted to see why why you would choose him. But I definitely think uh, Steph is adding more value to his team right now. Obviously, like you just mentioned, he's staying on the court and healthy. But what he's doing for that team, holy cow. Um, it, it's incredible. Like if they If they did not have him... They may be worse than the uh, worse than the Timberwolves right now. Oh yeah, if, if they didn't have him, they would be. They wouldn't have six wins. They would not have six wins at all. They now, have- now it's not a it's not a landslide here. I mean, Kevin Durant is having an amazing year. He's averaging something like twenty nine, eight, and six or something crazy. Um, so it is not a runaway by any stretch. But I I would pick uh, I would pick Steph, but. I think most people would say Kevin Durant because the severity of his injury. So uh, people will um, put that into the mix. Well, speaking of his injury, you know, there was a, um, a, some, I was reading some article that was saying, you know, before they thought after 12 months after surgery uh, um, that the players could come back. Now it's showing that if they can sit out 15 to 18 months, they will have made a full recovery and basically become the player that they were, hmm. which is really interesting. Which gives high hopes for um, hopefully Clay. Hopefully Clay can stay out for at least fifteen months. You know, come yeah. back. You know, depending on how the next season goes and the schedule into next season. But um, it was, it's a pretty interesting little like if they sit out just long enough because they say it's twelve months to recover and then you need another three months to like mentally get back and trust your body and not like overcompensate on the other leg where you can injure your other leg, you know? Yeah. That happens quite often when you, yeah, when you yeah. injure something, you, exactly. you know, compensate. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into what time is it? Game time. <laughs> All right. So we spoke last week about cricket. I know nothing about cricket. Oh my god! You said you've <laughs> seen the game played around your neighborhood. Yep. So I had to Google, and I just googled, and I have three questions for you on this. Oh okay? boy! Okay. Rules for cricket. Number one: How many players can play for each team? Eleven. Is it? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. 
How did you know that? Because, no, because, I mean, I, I have seen a couple games before, so I knew that was 11. Okay, so I pick really simple questions, so you might know all these. All right, let's, let's do it. See. Okay, so you got that one. I was going to give you options because I didn't even know how many players want to fucking <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, which way is not a way to get a batsman out? Okay. Not a way to get him out, okay? All right. Um, it is hitting the batsman leg in front of the cricket. Okay. Hitting the wicket with the ball when bowling, striking him out with three bounce ball, three bounce bowls. I guess bounce bowls or bounce. Yeah, I guess bowls. Which is not a way to get a batsman out. What was the second one? Second. Uh, hitting the batsman leg in front of the cricket. And the first one. Uh, hitting the wicket with the ball when bowling. Uh, I'm going to say it's the third one. It's not the the three times. You are correct. I just randomly made that up because I had no other idea how to play it. Because so it's, yeah, because the idea is hitting the guys trying to hit um, hit the wickets off of there. So Yeah, yeah. All right. And then the next last question is the field – Fielding team must get blank batsmen out before changeover. It's either 5, 10, 12, or 15. So you have to get this many batsmen out for the inning to end, basically. 10. It's 10. Damn you! 10! Let's go, cricket! You're three for three, asshole. All right, let's go. You got another one for me? No, because I couldn't figure out how to play this fucking game. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe I do. Hold on. I do. I can make one up right now. Uh, uh, maybe I don't. Hey, so you were, hey, so you were talking about uh, – I know last time you mentioned about how long can a cricket game go for. Uh, uh-huh. so, I, so I did see there are some games that actually can go for five days. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading up on that. It's – there's uh there's ones that are time restricted and then there's ones that are basically five days and it's two innings per team so basically you're playing five days to play four innings yeah that's wild that's well, fucking insane well because I guess I mean there's so many times where to get an out right you got to get all ten yeah. batsmen out and some of the rules to to score some of the runs it's it's crazy I mean I you know, you're looking at some of the videos and the highlights of how people are hitting and things like that. You use the whole field and you got two batsmen that are like working together, running to try to score, you know, runs, I guess they want to call them or points. Yeah. Um, yeah it's runs. It's, and then if you hit, uh, hitting the ball to the boundary yep, and bouncing before it goes is four points. But if it's like, basically if you do like a home run, you know, the, whatever that six, is, right now, it's six. And I'm still confused on where that distance is. Even though I saw the field description, there's it was it's confusing. It's a very confusing game. But look, it looks like, kind of cool though. I'm down to play. I just don't know if we can get. Well, we can't play it now. But <laughs> it also, you would, I don't know. You would need 22 I, people. You need well, no. Technically, it's 24 people. There's a sub. Oh, that's right. Gets injured. Yeah, but come on now, we're not getting injured, okay? 
Uh, we're not getting injured, but we're also not going to find 22 people <laughs> to play. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. Do you have a trivia for me? I do have a trivia for you. So right, I'm going to I'm gonna call it a correct answer if you get within five years. Okay. 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 So when is the last time? So I know you're not a huge college basketball person, but this is, a, uh-huh. this is an important question here. Okay. When is the last time that Duke and North Carolina – both missed the tournament. Um, I'm going to say it's. I get a range of five years. Five years. Nineteen. Let's say because you're saying something like that, I'm going to say nineteen. Like, you know what? I'm going to say two thousand. Like thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. Are you kidding me? No, actually, no. The, I, you know what? I'm going to with the marginal. 1987. 1974 is the last time both of them did not make the tournament. And they are on the verge this year yeah. of both missing out, which is crazy. And then you know what? I did a little extra research. So this poses my last question for you. So uh-huh. this past season, or this you know the recruiting season, they were number two and number three nationally for their recruits. Wow. So my question is, is this just a one-off, do you think, or is this kind of the changing of the guard where um, because these guys are just going one and done and so many players are, are doing that nowadays where some of these big programs that rely heavily on five new freshmen every single year coming in. I mean, you're seeing that at Kentucky, at Duke, at Kansas, at North Carolina. Every year, five new freshmen, five new freshmen, five new freshmen. It's very rare to even see a, a, a star player on one of those teams that's a junior right now. It just doesn't happen. So is this a change to the guard where you're going to have uh, a bunch of kind of middle tier uh, teams that are going to make a deep run and start winning championships? I think it's more has to do with the playing field for basketball and athletes is becoming so much more like, I don't want to say equal, but you're fine. Like all these small schools or these guys that are just late, bloomers that like maybe needed another year to blossom and so maybe their sophomore year it's kind of to say what you're saying like there's no juniors but there's a couple of like freshmen that are balling out on other teams that weren't highly recruited and maybe they're just getting the opportunity to play against higher competition and they're proving they can match up as opposed to some of these guys who just you know they were five-star recruits, and they come in and expect to get all the playing time and get the shots. And, and it's hard when you have five guys, you know, they're recruited, and they all want the ball. And sometimes they just don't want to pass, and they don't want to be the second guy. Whereas, you know, if you're going to, I don't know, Memphis or whatever, and you're the guy, you know you're going to get all the shots. You know you're going to be leading the team, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to get Allie's perspective on that since he you know co- coach, at, on next yeah, coach at that level and to kind of see um you know some of the players and, and how some things have changed because if god to see both of those teams with so much talent not putting it together is this a um you know is this kind of because of the aau circuit and so forth or is this just kind of a one-off year because the covid and all that and all that stuff going on it's so. a, well it's like look at that team that duke had with zion Barrett, Red, is it, it was Red? Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. They all kind of understood the roles. Yeah. 
a lot of young 18-year-olds are like, fuck that. I'm not going to, you know, Zion was like, cool, I don't need to shoot. I can do this, that, and the other, you know? Um, a lot of guys, you know, you play that level. The, everyone's got egos. Everyone thinks they, they can ball out. Yeah, it's just interesting. When I saw that and I was like, oh, my God, they're both potentially not going to make the tournament. You know, it's it's tough to it's tough to say. I, I it's going to take another year as like a sample size because when I'm looking at some of these games that are on TV, um, a lot of these big name schools, I mean, they do rely on their home court advantage. And you just take a look at Duke, for example, when they're playing home games, they don't lose at home. They just they just don't. People go into Cameron Indoor and Duke just mops the floor with them because of. You know, people come in scared, and basically that's their sixth man on the court at all times. So you don't have that this year. They've lost some games at home. They just – I can't I can't imagine. It's just all of a sudden these top-tier players aren't as good as they are in years past. I mean, they're still top-tier uh, players, number one, number two in the nation type um, prospects. So I'm going to I'm gonna say it's a one-off year and, and hope that, uh, you know, this isn't, you know, something uh, – it's going to become yeah. more consistent, but we'll see. It, it, I, but we'll see. I love the fact that some other teams, though, that have some veteran players, junior seniors on their team, are uh, are going to potentially make a nice run in the tourney and uh, you know get some of their um, get some of their you know uh, kudos. All right, all right. No more college basketball. This is the, the, you're going into realms I don't know about. This is what we're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> there we go. I wish I was a little bit taller. Wasn't in high school it's, <laughs> or college. It's professional adult, homie. Well, I wanted to throw that out. I thought that was a relevant topic no, because you know, uh, I did. I, I actually did. You see the dude that's five two, and I don't know what team he's on, but I keep seeing him in my uh, Instagram post. Homeboy is balling out, and he's a like a college D1 player, but he's 5'2 and fucking balling. I, you know, I see some highlights. I don't recall what team he plays for, but uh, great for him. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, I've seen some highlights of him doing some really good things. Um, we need to get him on this pod now. <laughs> he, fits the, he fits the bill perfect. Find out who he is. See if he can make a little cameo. I swear I'm going to get into his DMs and be like, hey, yo, we got a little pod that you might be the host of after this. Come so, on, man. I don't need to hear about you getting into his DMs, okay? <laughs> um, if you think Fergie needs to stop talking about college ball and throwing trivia at me that I have no idea what it's about, uh, let us know, and if you think he, cricket is a fuck up sport, definitely let us know. Um, hopefully you enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.